With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for our weekly picks episode. Daniel Alexander, Chris Ross, joining us as always to make picks. Before we get to that, though, joining me today, my good friend, Tristan Sukram, the CEO, the owner, the boss, the lead roaster, the salesman himself, the guy who does it all for Lazy Fair Coffee. Uh, Tristan, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So just to be upfront for everybody uh, at the beginning here, uh, Tristan and I are, are old friends. Uh, we met when I lived in Dallas uh, for a brief time. He was the uh, the the bartender I went to at the bar that I frequented the most on Lower Greenville in Dallas uh, and was our, our quiz master extraordinaire. Quizmaster Flash himself uh, for trivia night every Thursday that we would go to, and we gave him as much crap as physically possible and humanly possible, uh, and he took every bit of it. So, uh, I mean, Tristan, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I missed that place, dude. <laughs> it closed. Yeah, they closed um, after Brian sold it. They stayed open for like a couple of years and then closed down. Yeah, I think they closed down last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this makes this makes me sad. This was my I know Dallas Beer Kitchen, Lower Greenville. That was my hang. I spent lots of money. I have many a a a, a glass night uh, pint glass in my collection from Dallas Beer Kitchen. Collecting dust, I'm sure. <laughs> no, they get used. I get, oh, okay, you know, okay, yeah. I'm one of those people who actually like pours a beer into a into a chilled glass at home because I'm like ah. I have the time. Okay. Yeah, I sold a bunch. Of, I didn't sell them, but I had to give away a bunch of my glasses that I had. I had a ton too. So, I would imagine working as a bartender, you've got a lot of pint glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so just you know, Lazy Fair Coffee. Love having you as a sponsor this season. Uh, really love what you've done. So just just to start off, like, how did you get into becoming a coffee roaster? Uh, so I always had a passion for it uh for coffee whether that be going to coffee shops or um either you know doing my own thing brewing my own stuff at home uh and i just wanted to get more in depth into it i know uh i started getting into like origins of beans and stuff like that and then just slowly you know learning more about coffee um doing my own research looking up youtube videos uh on different ways to brew and stuff like that um, and then I started going, uh, looking up roasting videos and, and seeing how cool that was, um, really hands-on technique, uh, for getting the freshest coffee, you know? Um, so I started, started doing that, 
for a while. I got a little roaster, started doing my own stuff, and then uh, gave it out to some of my neighbors, family, friends, all that stuff like that. Uh, and then people, you know, giving me positive feedback about it, so I decided to do some farmer's markets and then, you know, kind of snowballed into starting my own business. So what is, like, how complicated is the process of like roasting beans like the let's walk me through the process like how do you how do you get the beans i don't imagine you aren't growing them in your backyard there in in dfw so like how do you how do you decide which beans to get and 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 get them from then the process of roasting them and that stuff like it seems like it would be a a big complex complicated process so how 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 does that go yeah so uh it you different where where the beans are grown different regions uh and how they're uh processed and all this stuff it the environment they're in it all has an effect on the flavor in your cup um you'll see sometimes when you buy bags of coffee it'll say like uh tastes like apples or cherries or or you know something more uh more uh intense like uh i don't know black currants or something like that um and these are all flavor notes from how it's processed and stuff like that the the time of the year that it's in uh that it's grown and 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 um harvested and stuff like that uh the roasting part of it uh also has an effect whether it's um, you want it a little lighter, that's when you're going to taste more of those fruity notes or you get it a little bit darker, you're going to have that more of uh, what most people think coffee tastes like, you know, a little more on the burnt side, ashy a little bit. Um, well, ashy would probably be dark, very dark roast, but, you know, you get your burnt sugars, maybe like uh, starting to taste like uh, bread and, and all that stuff, a little yeasty. Um so all of this has an effect on it. Um, if I want a certain flavor profile, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get a sample. Uh, say I want something more caramely. Um, usually that'll be in like Central America, more chocolatey, uh, Central American, you know, um, South American, Brazil. You know, they'll have those uh, milk chocolate, dark chocolate notes to it, caramely. Um, and then the way I roast it too, I'll try to get that peak flavor. Um, it is, it is a little time consuming because you want to try to roast, roast it, uh, to get that max flavor in there. Um, so that's where, you know, all the sampling comes from, stuff like that. Uh, and then if I want something more fruitier, uh, more fruit heavy, fruit forward, I'll try, try to get something from, uh, Africa. Uh, maybe the ones I have, New Guinea are, are pretty lighter lighter roasted more of that like green tea type black tea maybe type flavor notes so so you got five flavors right now it's cafe cubano good morning vietnam honduran sunrise cafe new guinea and tanzanian delight how do you go about picking what kind of flavors you want to have so i i try to be uh a lot of times when you go to these coffee shops uh it's it can be a little um overwhelming uh, with uh, a lot of these flavor profiles that they have. Um, so I kind of wanted a little bit of everything, uh, something for everybody, uh, whether you, you're, you're used to that 
Folgers, Maxwell House, uh, Hunt stuff, or, you know, back in Miami, when I was living in Miami, it was Cuban coffee was heavy. So I, I wanted to get like a Cuban coffee, uh, make my own Cuban coffee roast. Um, and then I do have something a little more flavorful. Uh, I have from Tanzania, um, a little more forward uh, type of coffee there. So uh, I, I just wanted to hit try to get all all into the spectrum so that's awesome uh the cubano is is good so is the uh, the new guinea for those who are looking in let's see I'm, gonna, I'm looking at the website which one should i get my pie can suggest the cubano and the new guinea um okay so besides coffee you've got the dry rub which i have used and it's delicious uh, and the body scrub I don't, I don't mean to sound like sex or something like I don't really use body scrubs, but you know, my wife does. So how, how did you come up with the idea of, of also offering a dry rub and a body scrub and then incorporating the coffee products into it? Yeah. Uh, so the, um, when I would go to the, uh, the little markets, like the farmer's markets and stuff, uh, uh, some of the leftover, uh, coffee beans that I would have, um, if I couldn't sell them, you know, they, they do have a shelf life. So the ones that I, I didn't sell, I still needed a way to, um, I didn't want to, you know, just throw them away or, or what have you. Uh, I, so I needed a way to kind of, uh, I guess, recycle, maybe the right word there. Uh, so I thought of, I looked up some stuff online. I saw that um, people putting coffee in dry rubs, coffee in body scrubs. And I thought that was a great idea, you know, grind up some of the coffee that I couldn't sell at the shows and then make a little seasoning mix and and, and uh, throw it in there. And then the, the body scrub, same same deal, you know, buy some cocoa butter, shea butter, mix it all in, some brown sugar, and boom, yeah. Yeah, again, that dry rub is really good. Use it on some, uh, some thick cut pork chops. That was... That was quite tasty. I'm going to have to do that again. So where did the idea of the name Lazy Fair Coffee come from? What what does it really mean? So Lazy Fair, uh, it's a play off of uh, the French phrase laissez-faire. Um, and I kind of, laissez-faire, when you have like a laissez-faire attitude, it kind of means like you just let things happen. Um, I kind of had that approach with uh, my coffee. You know, I want coffee to uh, dictate how it should taste. Um, I try to keep uh, my influence on it as, as light as possible. You know, I want it, of course, I want to achieve the max flavor uh, when roasting, but um, I I kind of listen to the coffee, you know, in between the, the first and second crack and, and, you know, be really in tune with it. And then it kind of tells me uh, by the way it sounds, by the way it smells, you know, when it's ready to be, um, when it's ready to cool down and, and get brewed. So I have to ask if, if someone's looking at your site and they see these five flavors, uh, which one, which one do you think they should try first? Uh, it, it depends. So if you're new to coffee um, and you're, you're used to that, uh, maybe that Starbucks, that, uh, dark roasted stuff, um, Folgers, you know, some of those brands that you see in uh, at Kroger or, or Publix or what have you. Uh, I would say 
go with the uh, Cafe Cubano. Um, it's a little bit darker roasted on my end, um, but it, it has that uh, that typical coffee flavor. It, it's one of my favorites because it does have a an extra kick in there too. That caffeine is is really amped up there, um, and it goes really well with like milk or you know creamer what have you. Um, if you're not new to coffee and you're pretty much uh, <laughs> You drink it black and you love the the different flavors. Uh, I, I say go with the Tanzania. Um, it's really uh, a really good everyday drinking coffee. Um, you can have multiple cups, not too acidic. Um, like it, it probably wouldn't affect your stomach um, in the way that some of the, these other coffees would on the shelf. Um, so, yeah, Tanzania, have a good very cool, man. Very cool. So, of course, you are, are based in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, roasting there. Uh, I know that for anyone who wants to buy a bag of beans, um, you do offer free shipping in the DFW area. But if, if I'm in DFW, if I live there, I'm traveling, and I want to try a cup of a Lazy Fair coffee before I buy a bag, is there anywhere I can go and sit down and just and just have a cup? Yeah. So right now, um, Black and Bitter in Duncanville, I have my stuff there. Um I also have some of my products on the shelf at Mudhook Bar in Duncanville as well, which is where I moonlight as a bartender. So you can also come see me over there. I mean, if the if you're still serving drinks like you used to, it, they're good stuff. But if you are a coffee fan, I would suggest people go check it out. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. So Tristan, I appreciate you joining me tonight. Uh, I guess today, yeah, it's night. It's look, we record on Wednesday nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys know the spiel lazyfaircoffee.com l-a-z-y-f-a-i-r coffee uh, go grab yourself a bag or two make sure you use the promo code 1012 get 10% off your order uh, whether it's for you because you're a big coffee snob like me or the holidays are coming up and if, if you've got a coffee fan someone you've got to get something for a bag of coffee is always a nice gift at the holidays so go check out lazyfaircoffee.com 1012 gets you 10% off your order. Don't forget, if you uh, live in the DFW area, you can get free shipping. Shipping's not that expensive anyways. Uh, the dry rub is great. I hear the body scrub is good. Uh, so maybe one of those things would be perfect for you or or someone that you got to buy a holiday gift for. Tristan, man, I appreciate it. Uh, buddy, I got to get back down to Dallas, and, and we got to we gotta go uh, hit up the old lower Greenville area again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. So just remember, as we tell you every week, if you want a really good bag of beans, go to LazyFairCoffee.com, L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R coffee. Enter promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2 at checkout. Get 10% off your order and enjoy a good cup of joe this weekend while you are watching college football. All right, boys. Uh, last week, not great for anyone. Not not great. Uh, to recap the week that was, Chris went 2-4, uh, and four, uh, hit on the uh, TCU plus 12 and Coastal Carolina plus three and a half. Missed on Baylor minus three, Texas Tech plus two and a half, Kansas plus 21 and a half, and OU minus seven. Uh, brings your record so far to six and 13. Uh, Daniel, not not as bad. Two, three, and one for the second straight week. You uh, missed on Baylor minus three and Texas minus 11, as well as Vandy plus 21. Hit on the under 64 and a half in Kansas State, Texas Tech, and Iowa State plus seven, uh, and then had a push in the under 54 in Oklahoma State, Kansas game that, that finished at 54. 
You are 10, 7, and 2 on the season so far. And then I am pulling up the rear pretty poorly. Uh, I was 1 and 5 this week, hit on the over 62 and a half in Texas TCU, thanks to that safety right at the end of the game. Thank you, Gary P. Uh, missed on the over 53 and a half in Baylor, West Virginia. That no, didn't even get close. Uh, missed on Texas Tech plus two and a half, missed on Kansas plus 21 and a half, and missed on OU minus seven, as well as Virginia Tech minus 10 and a half. Virginia Tech got the win, but uh, did not cover. So I am four and 15 on the season. So as we say every week, just ignore what I tell you to do, because that would be your best bet. You probably win some money. Uh, three games this week, OU Texas, obviously, Iowa State Texas Tech, and of course the Battle of the Purples, or as I've heard it, the uh, the, the Delton Bowl, uh, TCU versus uh, uh TCU versus Kansas State. Let's just start in in chronological order. Let's get OU Texas out of the way here, guys. Uh, OU opened as a two point favorite. That line's pretty much hung around there. You can get them at two, two and a half. Uh, Over unders opened at 70 and a half and has been pushed up to 72 and a half, 72 in some spots. Uh, Daniel, as our basically our winner for for last week, I guess. Um, what would uh, what would you like to do here? This game is a really tough call especially when I'm looking at sides. Uh, my, my personal numbers, I make Texas a small favorite, but, but you know, when I say personal numbers, literally like a half point favorite right now uh, in this neutral spot. Still the line, you know, open at one and a half, two, 65, almost 70% of the bets are coming in on, coming in on Texas. And we've actually seen Oklahoma move out now to two and a half this morning. So, you know, we're having a situation where, you know, maybe a lot of Joes are saying, I'm taking the points with Texas, and some pros are coming in and hitting Oklahoma and moving that line. Uh, if I was leading one way, I'd take Texas, but I'm going to stay away from a side on this game. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the over. Uh, we did open, uh, I'm showing Pinnacle opened at a 71. We're now up to 72, 72 and a half with about 50 50 betting on the total. I think you guys would probably agree with me. Oklahoma has a serious problem on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think both of these teams are capable of scoring. I'm expecting just, I'm expecting sort of what people expect from the big 12 is just some ridiculous shootout, like a 45, 42, you know, uh, you know, 49, 42, something like that. So uh, I lean Texas. I think Texas is going to win the game personally, as far as our picks, we're staying away. If you're going to give me 72 or 72 and a half, somewhere in there, I'm taking the over this week. Yeah, if you're taking the over, I can get you 72 here. That's uh, the benefit of shopping around. Uh, Westgate. Track meet. Westgate's got a 72. Track meet going down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are you feeling here, bud? Well, uh, unlike Daniel, I do – I don't – I stay away from over and under, so I have to pick a side here. And uh, this week is going to have a common theme for me, and it's really based on me being an idiot last week <laughs> and explaining why we need to stop believing in Oklahoma – and then proceeded to pick Oklahoma and then lost that pick. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I am going to – last week I pointed out that Oklahoma is something like 1-8 and eight against the spread in their last nine Big 12 games, somewhere in there. Not very good, right? Um, we tend to overvalue them. And we haven't seen an OU team coming off of back-to-back losses since uh, Stoops' first year, I believe. And I, I just don't know how this team rebounds. And there is the rebound factor – but Texas is also coming off of a loss. And so that factor plays for both teams. I think 
OU might be in their heads a little bit at this point. If this game is close in the end, how confident is Oklahoma that they can go out and get the win on a final drive? You know, I, I just don't know. And yes, the tackling has been bad for this Oklahoma team and they have some defensive issues, but they also have an offensive issue that needs to be addressed. They're not getting a push up front and they, they're having a hard time establishing that run game, which I feel like is going to be a factor. And I know that, you know, losing Trey Sermon and uh, Kennedy Brooks is, was tough. It, they have the talent. It's, it's more about the offensive line getting the push. I mean, Oklahoma's 57th in the run in the country. And that's with that. There's a lot of teams missing from that list this year. So that, that's not a very good number. Um, yes, Spencer Radler is good, but asking a freshman quarterback to go win the game for you every week, that's not going to generate a lot of great results. I'm going to take the Longhorns at the, and get that two and a half. Uh, but, but yeah, that's my pick. I've gone back and forth here a lot. You know, I, I have, I have believed that OU would <clears throat> be fine. Picked him cover for Kansas state. Didn't thought they'd bounce back at Iowa state. Didn't I'm afraid if I, if I reverse course and pick Texas, OU will finally figure some things out. And, and even though I think Texas should win in this situation, I do they should. It feels like they should. It feels like Tom Herman, if ever there was a chance for him to, to get a win that he needed to, to kind of right the ship and, and make people feel good about Tom Herman and Austin, this is the opportunity to do so. Um, I believe the stat that I, had, I, I heard, and I can't remember who I saw and heard it from, uh, Tom Herman is 9-5-1 and one in neutral side games against the spread. At that same time, OU is 3-6, and six, and I believe all three of those wins came against Texas and Red River. Um in, in OU's defense, a lot of those neutrals are in playoff games where they're getting just curb stopped. So I don't, don't know if that's entirely a fair statement. OU, Texas tends to play up and down to their competition on a regular basis. Um, Texas, I believe, since 1998 is 2-0 against Oklahoma when Texas is ranked and OU is not this week. There's a whole lot of fun stats to throw out, a whole lot of fun thoughts. It feels like Texas should be the right pick here. It feels like this is a game where Texas should win. But I'm going with Daniel and taking the over 72. I agree this feels like a game that is going to be a traditional Big 12 game. Lots of points. I don't trust Oklahoma's defense. Um, I think that where that Texas is a bit susceptible to the run, which is going to play into OU's favor since they haven't been great running the ball. That might actually benefit them and help them run the ball more. But I think they're going to have to throw a lot. I just I think over 72 makes a lot of sense. I think this is a, a high-scoring affair. That happens a lot. So I will take the over 72 because I know you hate over-unders. I think Texas wins this game. I do. I, I, I do. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Did all three of us say Texas is going to win this game? Yeah, that means OU will win. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was uh, that's what I was starting to hint yeah. at there. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can't I, no uh okay so let's, I mean why we're all picking Texas I mean are any of us going to be surprised if you get the win here no I, nothing no I, exactly. I won't I won't yeah I won't there, there's absolutely been some sharp movement some respected movement towards the Oklahoma side this week uh you know as far as my actual dollars I doubt I'm going to get too involved on a side for this game anyway so you know. I, I think we all kind of cross our fingers when you pick against Oklahoma Sure. Sure. I, I, I feel better. I feel 
you know, Philip too, maybe we all feel better just taking that over and yeah. sitting back and <laughs> letting these two teams embarrass themselves defensively for four quarters. Which means that it'll be seven, seven after one and we'll be <laughs> you know, sweating but, out the but, over for the next three quarters. But, but to Philip's point, you know, I, I do think that yes, Texas has been a little susceptible against the run, but I think in this situation, they're going to encourage Oklahoma to try to run on them and, and just take away that passing game to the best that they can. Um, and because that's where the, the OU offensive struggles. So I, I don't know if OU can get into a shootout and survive with the Longhorns. Well, just know if Oklahoma gets up by 10 points or more based off their uh, track record so far this season, just assume Texas will come back and win because that's pretty much what <laughs> OU's been doing. Blowing leads. Um, okay, so let's let's move on down. Iowa State hosting Texas Tech this weekend. Uh, they are currently a 12.5-point favorite. That line opened at... I lost it. This is good. This is good audio, isn't it? There it is. Uh, I think it opened at 13. It's 12 and a half. Uh, I think you can get it at 13 at Circa if you if you really want to. Over-unders at 64 and a half, pretty much across the board. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go here. Um, 12 and a half feels like a lot. Uh, the, the Big 12 thus far, through two weeks of conference play, if you remove Kansas from the equation, because you kind of have to, Kansas kind of throws off all your metrics. Week one, the average margin of victory was 6.75 points. Only one win came by more than seven points. Week two, average margin of victory, 6.25. Only one game was decided by more than seven, and it was by 10. Um, this feels like a season where the scores are really close. Um, as we talked about, that when the top isn't great, in the Big 12, you kind of get a muddled middle, and that feels like how we've kind of got this year. That said, uh, we have yet to see a true Brock Purdy game. Right? They're coming off a big win. They're going to be at home. We're getting into the point in the season that would really kind of truly be the Brocktober. You know, it's not so much about the calendar as it is how many games in the season we are. This is about the time he starts to shine. And Texas Tech is not going to have Alan Bowman as far as we know. Sounds like it's going to be Columbia, or however I pronounce his name. I want to say Columbo, like all the time, and older people will understand the detective reference, and young people will be like, what? Peter Falk, look it up. Um, <clears throat> I like Texas Tech to score. I do. Even with a backup. Um, I don't like a line this big in the Big 12. I think big lines I, we should just stay away from unless they're involving Kansas. But I'm going to take Iowa State to cover the 12 and a half. I think Texas Tech will put up points. I'm very tempted to put the over here, but I have to think of Texas Tech not from Alan Bowman, Texas Tech, the first few weeks. I have to think of Texas Tech like they were last week where the over didn't hit with Texas Tech, Kansas State. Uh, we saw them figure some things out, but how good is Columbia going to be? Is he a better fit for the system than, than Bowman has been? He might be, and, and I might regret not taking the over here because it's very tantalizing, um, but I can't just do all over-unders this week. So I'm going to I'm gonna go against my better judgment, which killed me last week in Kansas State, Texas Tech, so don't ask me why I'm doing it. No, I'm not. I'm going to trust my gut. Okay, this is this week. This week is just like, I don't even know. Uh, I'm actually going to take Texas Tech to cover the 12 and a half. I don't like it. I just, I don't like a margin that big in the Big 12 this year. It doesn't, it hasn't been good. We have missed over and over again every time we take giant lines that don't involve Kansas. So I'm going to take Texas Tech to cover the 12 and a half. Um, I, think Can I think Iowa State wins this game. And I might regret this because they're not going to have Alan Bowman, but I just, I think in the Big 12 this year, winning by 10 points is a big win. So, Chris, what are you feeling? 
feeling like I need a cough. <clears throat> Mask up, man. Mask up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get your point about um, close games this year. I do think there's going to be a lot of them in the middle, middle, and the Big 12 is going to consume itself. And it's going to take uh, some, you know, some hits respectfully uh, across the nation. People, you know, it's, it's, they see the losses and it's what happens when you play everybody. But there are going to be games decided by more than two scores or two scores, you know. <clears throat> One a week. That's cool. One a week that, so far. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. That's going to happen. Losing Bowman last week is rough. I think he's very underrated quarterback because of his injuries. Um, we, we don't get to really see him fully. And, and he's an extremely talented guy. I think he's every bit uh, the Charlie Brewer or the Brock Purdy of the Big 12. Like he, has, like, he has that arm. He's a great quarterback. He just, man, he can't seem to stay healthy. And the angle injury, I don't think we're going to get him back uh, this, this quickly. I know he's day-to-day. Um, I just don't see it happening. Um, we see it with Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State, how long he's been out with an ankle injury. You really just can't rush those injuries back. Otherwise, you're just prone to re-injuring it. Um, but the line's a little tricky because of what you're talking about, Philip, that, that I, I'm going to take it at 12 and a half. Um, I really need to get it at 12 and a half because I, I don't this – might, this might be Iowa State by 13 here. Uh, and, and my pick is, is kind of leaning on Bowman not playing. But – it is October and Iowa state is 12 and one against the spread in October. And yes, it's kind of a fun status stat, uh, but at this point, Ames, they are all in on, in October, right? They're, they are all in for it. The football team believes in it. And there's something to be said for that confidence for a team when they step out onto the field, when just that, that mental edge that they get by believing in that uh, it, it might be, um, um, Ah, I'm blanking on the word. What's the word uh, when it doesn't really exist, but you believe in it? Imaginary? Fictitious? No, it's like medicine. It's like with medicine, placebo. Ah. It, it might be a bit of a placebo effect, but it doesn't mean like it's a thing. Placebo affects the thing. So meanwhile, Texas Tech is just one of four against the spread in the last five road games. So I'm going to roll the dice and uh, say Iowa State by 12 and a half here. Um, I, I think they probably win by like 13, 14, um, real close there. But uh, Iowa State and I'll lay the 12 and a half. All right, Daniel, what are you feeling? I feel like uh, for, I'll just jump right out. I'm going to be taking the under of 64 and a half in this game. Uh, there's a few reasons why. Number one, Iowa State's coming off that great win last week. I mean, they just won straight up. What are they now? Four and zero in the All Black against ranked teams or something? I love that. God, worst the worst angle stat ever, and let's just keep running with it, okay? Uh, so they had this bit, you know, big win last week, uh, straight up as seven and a half, seven point dogs. Uh, Texas Tech coming in with a backup QB. This feels like the kind of game, and I love capping games like this where you have a, a, a marginally high total and I think the game's going to start slowly. I think scoring will pick up. I think Iowa State's going to get rolling. Uh, if I had to pick a side, I think Iowa State actually covers a spread as well. But, but in regards to scoring, it's like I'm not going to be surprised if it's a 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter or something like that. Uh, you know, 10-3 to three halfway through the second. It's like, where's all the scoring gone? 
uh, and then they pick it up as the game goes on. But uh, we do have wind, a Jack Tice Stadium. We talked about that angle earlier in the year. Uh, you get winds of seven or eight miles an hour and up. And I think in the past 15 years, the under hits at like 66%. Uh, so we do have the wind there. I think for quarterback play, Texas Tech is going to start slowly. And just for sort of a letdown, get back into the groove. We just won a big game. I think Iowa State's going to start slowly. The public is also siding with the over on this game. Uh, we've got about 64% of the tickets tracked online right now. We're coming in on the over. Public over, Big 12 scoring, just feels like we're going to have a game that, that falls under, falls in sort of the 58 or 60-point range, official 64 and a half under. Okay. All right. Man, we're all over the place, the three of us today. This is going to be fun. Someone's – this is going to be fun. Whether you're going to the game, going to the bar, hanging out with friends, or just sitting at home, we all want the same thing, for our team to win. And for us to look good and feel good while they're doing it. Best way to do that this season is with a t-shirt or a sweater from Homefield Apparel. Comfortable, awesome, vintage-designed apparel for your favorite sports teams. Seriously, if you don't know about homefieldapparel.com, you're going to be happy when you do. This is unlike anything I've ever seen. I've never seen this kind of fan following for a t-shirt company. There is as strong a following for them as there are for the sports teams who they make apparel for. And there are more than 90 schools. That includes both Iowa State and Baylor. And those are just the two big 12 schools. Eastern Michigan, Navy, Tulane, Rutgers, Yukon, Bucknell, Colorado State, Western Michigan, Seton Hall, Slippery Rock, the shirt that I'm rocking right now. These are the kind of shirts that you see other people wear and go, man, I want to know where they got that shirt. They're adding new ones every single week. It's called their Big New Saturday. They just did North Carolina A&T, which is pretty neat. Florida State is coming up this Saturday. That's a huge one. And there's still a few more Big New Saturdays before this first season ends at the end of October. So go follow them on Twitter, Homefield Apparel. But more importantly, go to homefieldapparel.com. Find you some shirts. Shop around, man especially if you're a Baylor or Iowa State fan. Put a couple in the cart. At checkout, use the promo code 1012. All cap, T-E-N-1-2. Get 20% off your first order. Reminder, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So do yourself a favor. Grab two, throw them in the cart, and that's just two t-shirts. Maybe you it's getting cold out. They are super comfy hoodies and sweaters. Grab a couple. Put them in your cart. Type in 1012. Get 20% off your first order. Get free shipping. You are going to be glad that you did. So follow on Twitter, Homefield Apparel. Check out the website. Use 1012 and be rocking the kind of t-shirt and sweaters that your friends and other fans are going to be envious of this college football season. All right. Uh, so TCU, Kansas State, the Battle of the Purples. This to me is as much talk as Red River gets. This is the game of the Big 12 that I think deserves the most attention. TCU with one loss. Kansas State has not lost a conference game yet. TCU with the big win. Duggan looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year. Um, this is a game that's going to have real implications on the Big 12 title game on Saturday. I, more to me even than OU Texas might, um, especially if, 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 if OU wins that to some extent. So this is a big game to me. 
Uh, the line open at Texas. TCU is a 10-point favorite. Uh, you can get that anywhere from 9 to 8.5 now. Uh, the over-under was at 46.5. That has been bet up all the way to 50.5. I'll, I'll go first here. Um, we don't know if Skylar Thompson is going to play on Saturday for Kansas State, and it doesn't sound like he will, which means you're going to have a, a, a freshman going in. It feels like Will, either Will Howard is going to get the start or you're going to get a banged-up Skylar Thompson. Um, going on the road against a TCU team with a, a Max Duggan, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12. On the flip side of that, there's an interesting thing. TCU's defense has been good to some extent. TCU's defense right now is feeding on either shutting them down or giving up huge, huge plays. Against Iowa State, 249 of Iowa State's 424 yards came on five plays. It's over 50%. Against Texas, 225 of Texas's 338 yards came on five plays. It's more than 60%. TCU is susceptible to the big play, and they love to force turnovers. Kansas State is very good at the big play. They don't turn the ball over. <laughs> um, I I feel like this is a game where I would bet TCU to win, but the Kansas State side to keep it close. But even though, and this is why I didn't want to take the over under in, in, in Iowa State, Texas Tech, because I didn't want to do this in every game. Um, even though the line's been bet up to 50 and a half, the over has hit for TCU twice already this season. I think the over hits again, even if uh, Kansas State's playing their backup quarterback. Um, I'm going to take the over 50 and a half here in Kansas State TCU. Again, I think TCU wins this. I think that Kansas State keeps it closer than eight and a half or nine points. It feels more like a touchdown kind of game to me than a 10 point game. Um, but I look at that 50 and I can get it at, no, it's 50 and a half. No, uh, no, William Hill has it at 50. Done. I will take the over 50 for Iowa State or for uh, Kansas State TCU. Uh, Daniel, what are you thinking? This is a, it's a fascinating game as well because of the way it's bet and the way the line has moved, uh, how I see it. Uh, I actually, uh, historicals, I've got nothing on this game. And the spread I make pretty darn close. Uh, my, my own numbers have this sort of right there at, uh, I make it like minus 8.2 or something like that. Um, What's interesting to me about this game is 71% of tickets have come in on K-State at this point. Uh, Betters are seeing K-State in a game with 50 points, getting eight or nine, and they just love those points. Uh, Sort of a lower total conference game, road dog almost getting double digits. Maybe they think TCU is going to have a little letdown after beating Texas last week. So we're seeing seven out of 10 betters right now are taking K-State. And TCU is actually the team that's seen some sharp action, and this line has moved out to minus nine. Um, I was a big believer in TCU uh, two weeks ago when they uh, decided just to settle for losing by three and not kick the extra point against Iowa State and secure that cover. I thought TCU was going to win that game. Uh, Of course, I whiffed by taking Texas last week. TCU just comes right out, wins the whole thing. I love TCU in this spot right now. At home, line moved out to minus nine. People are lining up to take the points with K-State. I've liked Max Duggan. Uh, This just feels like, this feels like a favorite to the under spot. This feels like TCU 
you know, goes and wins this game by 14 or 17 points and sort of really lets the Big 12 know, like, hey, we're for real too. Okay, State, don't sleep on us. We're coming for you. TCU minus nine. Uh, I can get you that at eight and a half if you would like. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I thought you I'll would. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, what are you feeling? Nervous. <laughs> this one's tough, uh, especially with, you know, Daniel going the other way. Um, I actually, I, I, I kind of like the under in this. Both teams like to control the clock. If I was going to do an over-under, I might really consider the under on this. Um, <clears throat> but I said – I. I started this this episode out by saying that the theme of this week was based on me being an idiot last week. And last week I pointed out that K-State something like eight and one against the spread in their last nine big 12 games. Um, and then I picked against them like an idiot and, and they came out and won. Now the Skylar Thompson injury or he's banged up, you know, that, that really makes me nervous. Uh, TCU getting Duggan back last week. They looked really good. So it, it is really tough. But I, I do – I go back to both teams wanting to kind of control the clock. TCU actually, I think, leads the Big 12 in, in clock management. So, yeah, oh, man. I, I don't feel great about it. But I said no matter what, I'm going to take Kansas State this week. I have to start believing in them. <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Kansas State in the nine points. Um, I think TCU probably gets the win. I just think Kansas State can keep it close. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll go with the Wildcats this week. There you go. All right. Uh, we have picks all over the place. And the only thing that looks like complete agreement is over 72 for, for me and Daniel on OU Texas. Otherwise, we're all pretty kind of everywhere. So this should be interesting to get our results back on, on Saturday. All right. So we got our, our non-Big 12 pick coming up. Um, I'll go first because I'm betting – I'm picking Thursday's game. Um Tulane headed to Houston. Houston open as a four-point favorite. That's been bet up to six and a half, uh, seven, in fact, at William Hill, if you want to. And I don't understand it. I do not understand what's going on here. If we have not learned anything through COVID football, why would you put that much money on a team that hasn't played a football game yet? This is Houston's first game of the season. Every game they've had on the schedule up to this point has been canceled or delayed due to coronavirus. And I don't believe any of them are Houston's fault. Tulane has played three games. Now they're two and one in that. Um, close game against close win against South Alabama, close loss to Navy, thumped Southern Southern Miss uh, last weekend. And they go on the road to Houston. And do I think in a normal situation that Houston would be better than Tulane? Yes, I do. Houston is at home. Don't care. I don't think that matters. I've seen too much of teams played games versus team that hasn't. Heck, we saw it with the Sun Belt versus the Big 12 in the Big 12's non-conference games. Team who played games had advantage over team that hasn't. One team in this situation has played three games. One team hasn't played one. I don't care how much practice time they've gotten in. You're going to give me Houston minus seven, who hasn't played a game against a team that's played three? I will take Tulane plus seven. Uh, in this one, it's just, I just, I don't understand it. And, and, and Daniel, I'll ask if you know something or is like, oh, it's this, like, I just don't understand this line. And I don't understand why all this money's coming in on Houston. Uh, no, actually, uh, I'll probably come game time. Uh, if I can get a, just a nice two lane plus seven, not, not too juiced up. Uh, I'll have my money down on them come Thursday night, actually. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, Daniel, uh, what, what good game do you like here? 
Uh, man, I had this game circled just because uh, this particular game, the team that is favored, uh, I just think they're one of the biggest frauds in the country. Uh, let's see, Coastal Carolina goes down to UL Lafayette this weekend. Uh, I think they're going to be, th this game's supposed to be hit with a lot of weather, a lot of wind, a lot of rain. Uh, UL Lafayette, you know, obviously we saw them beat Iowa State. While, you know, the, the more this season progresses, the more that game looked like a lot of luck for UL Lafayette, right? They had a punt return and a kick return, both for touchdowns in that game. Um, Do they have a defense score as well? Uh, I, I can't remember. But UL Lafayette, you know, so they go in, they beat Iowa State, they get ranked, and then they go and they're big double-digit favorites to Georgia State and Georgia Southern, and they barely eke out wins both weeks. Uh, and it was just such easy cash fading in those two weeks on the spread. Uh, the whole time you're watching the game, it's like, man, these teams aren't good. Coastal Carolina, I think they're a little bit for real. They actually have one of the best success rates in the country as far as uh, uh, you know, uh, points per yard uh, and then also just yards per play. I mean, Coastal Carolina, they are turning second downs into first down. They're not getting into third and longs. They're playing well. And the more games they do it for, the more it shows like, oh, this team's actually for real. This isn't luck. They keep replicating this success week after week. So I get a team that I think is a little undervalued, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is plus seven this weekend visiting UL Lafayette. And I get to fade a team that I think should be faded every week, especially when they're given big points. Now there is another little intermediate capping wrinkle to this that I love. This total opened at 58, 59 across most books. This total has dropped eight, nine, 10 points, 48, 49, 48 and a half, 49 and a half right now across all books. That is such a dramatic drop. And it's because of this weather that's coming, the hurricane. That's going to be supposed to be landfall in Louisiana. Now, we haven't seen the spread move. Plus seven, I thought it was great with a total of 58. Plus seven with a total of 49, so valuable. And I want that total to keep dropping, and I want that seven to just hang on because just the lower your total gets, the more valuable your spread becomes. And if I could just hang on that key number, have a lot of money invested in Coastal Carolina, a, a real deal bet for me. So that's my non-Big 12 play. I know UL Lafayette's a, an honorary. <laughs> or no, 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 they weren't. That was <laughs> well, no, they both are. Rockies. They both are. <laughs> that's right. They both are. Yep. Um, so we're fading them. Coastal Carolina plus seven. I, I really, really like that pick because, I mean, last week I took Coastal Carolina against Arkansas State who beat Kansas State, who beat Oklahoma. They also have a win uh, against the Jayhawks, and now they're faced up against the other Sunbelt team with a win against the Big 12. So if they get this win, then they are the Big 12 overlords. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I almost went I almost went back to them this week. But that the hurricane kind of scares me. Playing in that kind of weather, anything can happen. And uh, that, that, so I'm going to stay away from them, but I really, really like the pick. Uh, Philip, I actually really like your pick. I looked at that game for the exact same reason that you did because, yeah, we saw that Iowa State TCU. Um, TCU has some things to figure out, and Iowa State got the win. Uh, but there's another game that I find really interesting 
and it's Marshall at Western Kentucky. Uh, Marshall is 2-0 and against the spread. Western Kentucky is 0-3 against the spread. But this line is really weird. Um, it opened at minus 2 and has moved all the way up to, to minus 7 at some points. Uh, I think I still get it for minus 6.5, which would, is I'll take Marshall at that. But uh, I was going to ask you, Daniel, what do you, what do you make of that, that much movement in that line? Uh, you're saying from the open out to the minus yeah. seven? I think a lot of people agree with you. I actually, I had this game tagged pretty early uh, in my online forum that we run, 150 members strong. We all were discussing Marshall when it was at minus five and just kind of saying, hey, if anyone's looking at Marshall right now, jump on this because I think it's going to get out to a key number, which we see it's gotten to now. Mm-hmm. It's seeing some resistance at minus seven. You know, that's probably about the limit. People are going to like Western Kentucky at that number. But, um, hey, I like Marshall a lot this week. I, I My numbers have them at sort of a minus eight, minus nine. Uh, I just big time at minus five. But, you know, I, I'm with you. I considered that pick actually for, for today for our non-Big 12 pick. All right, nice. All right, so to, to recap what we have here, I have the over 72 in OU Texas. Uh plus 12.5 for Texas Tech against Iowa State, the over 50 in TCU Kansas State, and Tulane plus 7. That would be on Thursday night. Uh, Daniel has the over 72 in OU Texas, the under 64.5 in Iowa State, Texas Tech, and uh, TCU minus 8.5 against Kansas State, plus Coastal Carolina, plus 7. And then Chris has Texas, uh, plus 2.5 against Oklahoma, Iowa State minus 12.5 against Texas Tech, and Kansas State plus 9 against TCU, as well as Marshall, by six and a half uh, over Western Kentucky. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. Let's hope that one of us has ourselves a good week. We're due for a good one. We've all struggled a little bit. It's been a while since we've had a winner. Um, So hopefully this week will work out for one of us. Uh, You guys have been awesome as always. Look forward to watching the games on Saturday. I know you do as well. Uh, Everybody make sure to go check out the Land Grant Gauntlet. That's the site that Chris runs. Uh, Go hit up Daniel, Danner B., 87 um, at D- at Danner B seven on Twitter seven yeah it's just seven yeah. uh get into that get into that group he's talking about you can get some good bets get some good lines if you enjoy betting if you enjoy put a little money on some action go uh, go talk to Daniel see how you can get a part of that of course follow us on Twitter at ten twelve podcast T E N number twelve the word podcast follow us on the gram at ten twelve pod we have a, a new Instagram live that went up on Wednesday night that you can catch there and uh, we will see you all back here again on Monday to recap the weekend that was. Podcast Network.